0: and Albans start their season with a bang. Brandon Barnes delivers on a delicious dandy derby. A whopping 45 cards are brandished this weekend. And Brand tries out some country and western music. Ladies and gentlemen, it's game day two of The Semi-Pro Body. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 2 of the 2020 season of The Semi-Pro Potty. I'm your host, William Chambers. Joined opposite me with a forlorn face today is Branson Gibson. Branson, how are you?
1: I'm very well. I didn't realise my face looked forlorn. You it looked uh, a little bit dejected. I'm not dejected. I'm invigorated by a fantastic opening week of the NPL Victoria season. Bloody hell, it was a bit good. Um, It was a bit good. It was more than a bit good. It was good. more than a bit good. It, it was, was like very hefty good. good.
0: It was about seven goods.
1: Yeah. It's um, exactly what we wanted. Missed.
0: Missed it. Missed it. I oh, Missed it a lot. Uh, yes. uh, and just, you know, no VAR nonsense. A lot of spice. We'll get to it throughout the um the round. It was definitely a round that had a fair number of bookings to it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, close games, big games, big results, and plenty of talking points. Yeah.
0: Um, let's jump into it. Before we do, though, we obviously kick off every week with our kit bag segment. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, this week's kit bag segment brought to you by Vintage Soccer Shirts AU. How good is this, Branson? We have got our first show partner. Yep, partnership. Sponsor. Partnership. Sort of, yeah, partnership area. Um, so look, obviously, we're going to do this every week because we love kits. Um, we're not the only people, though. Uh, the team over at Vintage Soccer Shirts AU... Well known for bringing high quality vintage kits to Australia without having to fork out the ridiculous shipping. Or, as we often have, the problem of seeing a kit in pounds and going $50 Mm. for that kit, that's a steal. Sucks me in every every time. Turns out... £50 is not $50. No. And then you add shipping to that and all of a sudden you're staring down the barrel of a $200 Leon kit. Don't even support Leon. You're questioning your life choices. (laughs) Absolutely. Girlfriend breaks up with you, leave home. Uh, Really sad. Is this a uh, real-life anecdote? I'm thinking it's close. I think Tony's (laughs) only got so much Oh, this is on me. I thought it was on you. No. But
1: anyway, the team of vintage soccer shirts are you, they've got a great bunch of stuff from a whole range of different clubs, English clubs, Italian clubs, German clubs... Uh, Non-European clubs as well. Go on, list list
0: every country in the world.
1: Do you know what? I can. Anyway, moving (laughs) on. Uh, Excited to have them on board and excited to start a new partnership and to get to see some fantastic kits.
0: Yeah, so check them out at Vintage Soccer Shirts AU on Instagram and www.vintagesoccershirtsau.com. Now, Branson.
1: William. What are you wearing? This week, I am wearing another New kit that I picked up over the off-season. Sticking with the MLS theme, I am wearing an FC Cincinnati home kit. Uh, it's gone. What FC Cincinnati, the unique blue-orange colour combination. Yeah, it's like uh, a Dutch home and away in one. Do you know what? It, that is very true. Mm. I like that.
0: Yeah. I like that description. I hadn't thought of that. The yeah. Dutch kits are so good, and it's just like the combination of both of them. Love yeah, it a
1: lot. It's good. I like it. Blue with... Orange stripes, but they've sort of made the stripes a little bit artistic, so it's not just a stock standard kit. Uh, the kit from their inaugural season, good stuff.
0: Love it. I get crest, around it. Good crest, good franchise crest. Yes, it's got say. a nice font.
1: A lion holding a sword, very nice. With wings. I think it's actually, a, what's
0: that, a lion with wings? It's not a griffin. Don't know. Pegasus. That's a horse. Pegasus? Honest,
1: horse. A horse. Uh, moving on. Actualis, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> moving on. Uh, so that's what I'm wearing. A nice. nice kit for me. What are you wearing?
0: I am returned to the pod, and it'll probably return to a number of pods, because I think it's in my top five favourite kits. Yep. Um, Matilda's jersey from last year, uh, in celebration of that stonking late winner last week. Equaliser. Oh, fuck. I knew I was going to say that. It's an equaliser, but it made them win the group, which made them go through, so I am just... Will not go through. They go through to the next round, but we have Correct. a remarkably easier. Yes, we play tent. Vietnam. Yeah, which great country for a holiday. But yeah, I'm getting better at football. Yep, getting better at football. Yep, but not quite there yet. Um, who's so on have, the, who's on the back of your kit? Sam Kerr. Ooh, good choice. God, good choice. But I still regret not getting Ellie Carpenter.
1: Yeah, well, have i have go
0: to my grave with that because you can't buy them anymore. So,
1: well, you can. Re- well, I'm pretty sure you can. No, sold out. Bama.
0: Sold out in lightning fast. Bummer. Wow, okay, cool. So we'd burn how many minutes of the podcast? Five minutes All, All right. the Kit Bag Segment. Um so that was a Kit Bag Segment brought to you by <laughs> Vintage Soccer Shirts AU. Vintage Soccer Shirts AU on Instagram and vintage Soccer Shirts.au.com on Chrome Firefox. Yep. Microsoft Edge Internet Explorer. All
1: those. Netscape. Jumping into the NPL cause what a fantastic week. Fantastic bunch of results. You're just heating up again. Did
0: myself down. Woo.
1: So reeling through the results. Yep. Uh Oakley, 3-1 winners over Avonnale on opening night. Dandy Thunder, 3-2 victors over Dandy City in the Dandy Derby. Said Dandy a lot of times just then. Uh South Melbourne fell 3-0 to Heidelberg, Port Melbourne, and the Knights fought out a one-all draw. Hume City, 2-0 winners over Altona, Uh, St. Albans, 4-2 winners over Green Galley, and Bentley, 3-0 victors over the Eastern Lions. William, which game do you want to start off with? It was a weird one, because this season we want to kind of
0: stop going play-by-play. I think the highlights are good enough now for you guys to watch them, and you probably are watching them, and you don't need us to sort of butcher them with that, so we're we're sort of more thinking of what the biggest games in the round are. And I think for mine, there's two that stand out of the Oakley-Avondale and the St. Albans-Saints game. But yep. I reckon we kick off with the season opener. Yep. The, the tie that I said was going to be the, you know... The, 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 the 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 title. in week the one. <laughs> yeah, so um, based off of that, Oakley, really good showing for themselves. Um, I think there was a big turning point in the game. The game started really well. Big turning point was a red card. Who got sent off? Was it Stefan Zinni? Yeah,
1: Stefan Zinni for Avondale. Well, Oakley scored, what, inside five minutes? Yeah. Took the lead, and then, what was it, the red card to the Zinni lead. sort of really put, well, all of a sudden, Avondale, a goal down and a man down. Yeah.
0: And then it, it changed the dynamic of the game then where Avondale are chasing, Oakley can sit back, absorb, and they're very good at nabbing goals. You know, Oakley are very good at just... You know, maybe not dominating games at times, but
1: still being a good team that can just hurt you on the break at any point. Well, um, and that's exactly what they did. Right. I mean, I actually thought Avondale looked pretty good after mm-hmm. going down. And man, they seemed to control possession more yeah, they after were that occurred. All
0: around and everything. Yep.
1: Uh, who was it? Scott Hillier had an open header that could have brought them level, but Avondale couldn't capitalise. And as you said, Oakley. Sat back, absorbed the pressure, made it 2-0, and then that was pretty much it. Dominated the second half, I thought. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, the second half was where Oakley really came to it. Um, look, it was just one of those really clinical performances, but very exciting game. Had a really good tempo to it. A lot of skill on show. You know, I think last year when we started going to early games, there was sort of passes going awry and touches going awry and all this, like, you know... I think a lot of these teams, and we're probably talking about the two best teams in the competition, so we shouldn't be surprised that their skill level was high. But, you know, from here, if either of these two teams get better, which I think we'd expect them to do, wow, like I think these two could kind of run away with the league this year. Um, So yeah, really, really good result for Oakley. Avendale got a consolation goal late, but really... Consolation own goal. (laughs) Consolation, oh yeah, it was not own goal, wasn't it? Um, so yeah, I think that's a that was a really good game to open the season, lovely down at Oakley there as well, Suva to be dreamt about, and great to have my first Suva at Oakley for first time this year.
1: Absolutely. Just touching on Avondale quickly, I thought that they were, to be honest, fairly torrid. I thought they looked lost. I mean, I know the red card sort of changed things up, and then, you know, 2-0 down, man down at half time. I just thought it was a pretty below average performance mm-hmm. by them. They did not look like title contenders to me, and I know a red card changes things. I think Boland was out I through injury; like things weren't quite on their side. Uh, the, but um, I just, I, I thought they looked lost. I thought, in particularly in the second half, they their creativity was nowhere.
0: Yeah, look, I think it's a really hard one for them. I will say that I think they maybe lost their heads a little bit. After yep. the um yep. after the red card, you know they were pretty angry with the with the refereeing decision there. Lachlan Keevers, yep. yeah. Now I can see why he's done it because it's just a it's a boot to the head, but it's a weird one where the head comes in from behind as he's swinging his yeah. boot to kick the ball. So I get that it's a bit contentious, but you know, particularly from the coaching staff, I think it's it's a pretty passionate game, but as players. I think you probably look to your bench, and so seeing the bench lose their shit and really getting frustrated by it, I think that kind of transcends onto the pitch. And whilst they played well, it was very... Smack the ball around and be angry with it and get shit done. And I think Oakley
1: were okay with dealing with that. Yeah, and there was a lot of animosity towards the ref. Uh I thought Avondale in the end were lucky to only concede three. They were lucky to score one. It was an own goal. Yeah. And one last thing on this one is so that loss coupled with the point deduction, which we'll talk about later, uh, puts them six points behind the title rivals. Already. So, week one, six points behind. William
0: Chambers calling it the title decider yep, in yep. week one. Not a, a, a
1: tough hole to dig out of.
0: Let's go to the next game of the round. Um, so, Woo! Auburn Saints up in the dizzying heights of the NPL. Bloody stonk at past Green Gully. 4-2. to Mate, Bran, talk us through this one.
1: Well, so this had to be the surprise result of the opening round. I mean, action-packed game. I'll be honest, I did not see... This result coming, it was Dreamstar in their return to the MPL for St. Albans. I think it was their captain, Michael Gergich, scored inside three minutes. A bizarre incident midway through the first half. I know we said we weren't going to get too play by play but I am for this game. I feel like it has to. But the bizarre... Fuck, we're like two games nah, in. Nah, that's right. Bizar- <laughs> Bizar- so, bizarre incident, because I want to get your take on this as well. Uh, so, Green Galley player Jonathan Boonis was sent off after making contact with the referee, sort of, uh well, so what was happening? So the ref was running to book a different player, and as he ran past Booners, he sort of stuck his arm out and pushed him or made contact with him. And the referee said, do you know what? Oh, I'm not going to have any of that. Showed him a straight red. So Straight red in my way, touching the referee. Yeah, but interesting talking point. Look, at a difficult one
0: because I think first round referees probably want to... Um, They probably want to get on top of it and set the tone for this season.
1: And I think that's a big one, you know, touching the referee. Well, crazy I mean. for a player to do that. Like, inexplicably, I don't know. It, it looked yeah. like it was, and it it was, was th- a reaction, not premeditated, yeah. but just crazy.
0: Yeah. And, and there's like a nice touch, and then there's a kind of like hitting out of it. It was more of a hitting out.
1: Yep. Uh, Moving on, St Albans doubled their lead before Alex Salmon. Penalty before halftime, made it 2-1. At that stage, you're thinking, well, Green Gully got a goal back late. Maybe second half, bit of a revival. Uh, Did not happen. Uh, St Albans piled on another two. I think it was Oliver Bassett and Matthew Kandari both scored. Alex Salmon did score another penalty late. Again, two penalties for him to make it 4-2. But really... Talking about Grand Galley, I thought it was an exceptionally poor result for them to start the season. I don't
0: think they would have been looking at getting zero points out of that, yeah, that absolutely, first round.
1: Absolutely not. I mean, they made the finals last year. I think they'll finish in the top four this year as well. You but can't
0: do a spoiler. on. We just wrote them on the booklet last week. You can't spoil it. Now what? I know what you've got in your top six.
1: Well, I said one team that I think will finish top four, but what if that was a... Red Herring, what if I'm tricking you? Mm. Ah, I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Um, very good point uh, so, if they're dropping points to what we think will be a struggling team battling for NPL survival in St. Albans, then it might not be as easy to finish top four as I initially thought they would get there. Mm-hmm. Um, on the flip side, <clears throat> what a start for St. Albans. I Big mean, start.
0: couldn't have asked for anything better goals. I mean, they could have asked for a clean sheet, but, you know, two penalties, you know. It's not as though they're, like, leaking goals from, you know, bad set pieces or something like that, you know.
1: Exactly. One of the penalties was for a handball from close range. Not a lot you could really do about that. Um, I said last week that the Saints ain't going to survive. They'll do more than survive if they keep up performances like that. One last note. Gully keeper Jared Tyson was wearing a hat in the second half. Wearing a hat, which we love to see. And it looked like it was actually a Green gully hat, as opposed oh, to... Oh, like, remember
0: when... We, I think we dandy city and so was wearing, like, a New York Yankees one. That yeah. And he just ganked
1: I out the back of uh, their car. Yeah, Michael Weir for <laughs> yeah. Hume City was notorious for just wearing a random oh, hat.
0: You know how we're big on cowboy hats at the moment? Uh, yeah. How good would a goalkeeper in a cowboy hat be? don't know if
1: it'd be as practical as a cap, but I like your thinking. I like the
0: idea as well of, like, goalkeeper... He's beaten, he knows it, whips off his hat, fucking piffs it across the goal, the ball hits the hat, deflects out.
1: Surely against the rules, surely.
0: Oh God, you'd replay that.
1: (laughs) Um, So yeah, big result for St. Albans, poor start to the year for Green Gully. Yeah,
0: another big result from the weekend, Saturday night dandy derby, absolutely delivered. Um, I remember I was channel hopping on a Saturday night in, channel hopping between the Western Sydney Wanderers game and the... Uh, Dandy Derby. And after about 10 minutes of the Western Sydney Wanderers game, I went, the A-League sucks. I'm going back to the Dandy Derby. Good choice. Not disappointed. No. No. Absolutely not. Look, really good end-to-end game. Goals are plenty. Lots of entertainment. Um, Marafiotti scored, I think. Um, He did. Yeah. So he was... He looks like we sort of called him out last week as a very good signing. You know, he scored quite a bit for South in a team that didn't score
1: much. Well, he was their leading goal scorer. Quite he scored six. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So, like, so for South Melbourne, he was their leading scorer. So for South, that's a lot, but comparatively yeah. <laughs> for the rest of the league, it's not great. But oh, it's so bad that they But South Melbourne <laughs> six, but. South Melbourne would be looking at it and go, Of course, Leaves scores in his debut for another yeah. team. Absolute classic. Um
0: there was a red card with Nick Kalmar, and that you know, it was a weird one because, again, going back to that topic of I think referees wanting to set the standard. I think it was a yellow card in midfield for a pretty yellow cardy challenge. Um, but then he has just got up, absolutely mouthed off to the referee. Bang, red card out. There you go. You're off. Um,
1: referees aren't taking any shit from anyone. This. Nor should they. Year. No, they shouldn't. Um, I like it. Like to um, see. It.
0: But that made for a tasty finale. Um, it was kind of one of those games where I was like, anyone could win it it
1: was 2-2. Yeah, 2-2 at that time. But two, it was not
0: like as though either team was really cementing themselves as the only team that would score. Like, it was either team could score, and it was a great right. finale. They loved it. And then, lo and behold, Brandon Barnes pops up in, what, the 94th minute, I think it was? Yep. Gets it in the back of the net, runs off to celebrate. Pandemonium.
1: One of the moments of the season already, in my opinion. Great start. And we talked about it last week, Cal the big key for Dandy Thunder was not necessarily that they brought anyone in but they retained Brandon Barnes and a brace in the first round just sort of highlights mm. his importance we knew he was going to be important but he's shown it straight off the bat
0: yeah um another big result from the week of South Melbourne yes terrible result for them 3 0 <laughs> loss to Heidelberg first round yep um we did sort of report last week quite a few departures from yep. Heidelberg yep um Got him wrong. Yeah, got him, got him quite <laughs> wrong. Um, so that was Branson's fault. Um, wow. If you want to at mention him, so we're both on the pro potty account, so just at mention him personally, at Branson Gibson. Well, wow. um, that'd be great.
1: Um, Our mate, Pietro Casenza did also point that out on Twitter, but we were at that game and... I saw the starting lineup come out on Twitter, and Zara <laughs> and Ellis were both we're in so it. Fine. And I read, it, I'm like, oh well, we got that wrong. I'm pretty sure we spoke about it at length. Like, how are they going to yeah. react to yeah. losing those two? Yeah, players? so just put that in the bin. Yeah, yeah. poor take by us. Should anyway, have done better research. The biggest takeaway
0: for this one is South Melbourne still cannot score. Oh,
1: biggest so, problem last year.
0: Yeah, and look, they played quite well in the first half. Yeah, I'd be willing to say, like, yeah. I thought they played yeah, yeah, quite yeah. well. Um, Agree, Heidelberg. The exact opposite is that they just know how to put the ball in the back of the net. Yep. Sometimes it's not silky, sometimes it's not beautiful, but they they find it. I thought they played really well. Both teams started well, but Heidelberg just know how to find the back of the net. Sawyer looked promising for South Melbourne, particularly in the first half. But in the second half, most of the service dried up, so he was just running around trying to make something of not a lot. Um. But yeah, second half, I think it was comfortable for Heidelberg. Played really well. They've got a pretty newish squad of players. Not as many as we had thought last week. But, yeah, look, I'm pretty impressed by Heidelberg. So, South Melbourne were pretty toothless, though. So, I think there's going to be some potential problems there.
1: One player who I liked for Heidelberg United as well came on as a second-half sub. Young fella number 21, Amar Abdullah. Mm -hmm. He was... Which number was he? 21. Okay, 21, young fella playing on the, I think it was like the right wing. Uh, mm. Came on for Sean Ellis. I just thought he was really good, looked comfortable on the ball, looked confident where, well, you know, he would take players on, he would try a couple of skill moves, and he just didn't seem intimidated. I think he could be great for Heidelberg. Yep. Like um, that a lot.
0: Go on, Bran. What was the next game?
1: Next game, Hume-City to Altona, Magic nil. Uh, First thing I want to start off with Is the awesome Hume City fans So before the game It was at Hume Uh, They had a banner Tifo flag So Awesome start You know Mm -hmm. you could see it on the broadcast You could see them in the grandstand Looked great One of the better supporters Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they were drumming and chanting during the whole game. And as you said, one of the better supporter groups, we saw that they had, what was it, superb active support against Oakley in their final last Mm -hmm. year. So great to see that their fans are back. Uh, Strong win for Hume. Good way to start the season. Brace for Stephen Hewitt. Scored a free kick in the first half with a neat little deke for James Brown just to throw the keeper off and then smashed home a goal in the second half. Uh, we were expecting Altona to struggle this season And they certainly struggled in this yeah. one I mean, they did have a, a player sent off in the first half So it's hard when you're down a man And then it's even harder when in the second half You get a second player sent off So you've got nine men on the pitch uh, But for the entire game, they only managed two shots on goal And only one of those was on target Yeah, so, it's not great I mean, mind you, they did have a reduced number of men on the pitch, but two shots and they never looked in this one, to be honest. Uh, yeah,
0: I was sort of looking through it, and I went, how much was this game damage limitation? When you get a player sent off in the first half and you're our of magic and you probably know you're going to be up against it this year. It's probably like, don't ship six goals. Yes. So they didn't ship six goals, which is good, but
1: look, it, they it, weren't look, in the game. No, yeah. no, and it's not the worst. Ris- well, I mean. It's not the, It could have been worse, but it's not well, good. I wonder
0: what the worst result in football history is. Surely it would be
1: like 134-0 a, a or something. Probably. Well, I think there was like... Didn't you mention last year in the podcast? It was like a 78-76 game. Yeah, like, game. In, like yeah. in the African League <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah, really anyway, um, three red cards in this one. Uh, <laughs> Martin Heman for Altona. Nicholas Set for Al, uh, Altona as well. Sorte and Sorte Daniel... Sorte? Sorte? No, I'm pretty sure it's Sorte. pronounced "set," okay. And Daniel Dixon... Was also sent off for Hume for two very sketchy yeah. tackles. So. I mean,
0: look, look, we don't like endangering players, but
1: we do like a pretty shit tackle. We love it. <laughs> we love an agricultural tackle. There was plenty of those flying around. There were um, good stuff for Hume, Altona, half for the course. Yeah, we think. Anyway, yeah. Port, Mel-
0: Port Melbourne won. Melbourne Knights won. This was on the Friday night as well. Um, look. It was the only draw of the round, and there's a lot of me that thinks that this might be the mid-table derby of 2020. Um, You know, Knights last year were kind of painful at putting together a run of form and and being consistent. Port Melbourne, probably guilty of the same. Um, So, look, I think this is probably a fair result on paper. Didn't watch too much of it, but, yeah, look, I think that result... Screams of two mid-table teams That are probably going to finish mid-table Not going to be in the relegation zone Not going to push for finals too much But prove
1: me wrong Sorry, I thought you were going to uh, keep going on that one Uh, I think I said last week That this would be a good game for either team To win, to really sort of kickstart their campaign And neither of them won it So, totally agree Who
0: wants points when you can get one
1: Yep, great great saying.
0: Um, Final match of the round was Eastern Lions-Mill
1: Bentley three, probably the result we would have expected going into this one. A difficult start to the NPL campaign for the Eastern Lions. Bentley, I mean, they're always going to be tough when you're taking on the reigning. What would you call them? Reigning grand final winners. Reigning are they the champions? Reigning, they are the champions. Champions
0: because premiers is the
1: would first. have been Heidelberg. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. taking on the reigning champions in your first game are uh, tough. Uh, Bentley just. Two good goals first 45 then Bentley banged three home in the second half. I think it was Brent McGrath scored two and Finn Baker scored one. Do like it do like seeing Finn Baker on the score sheet. Yep. It's a great name. Um there were three classy goals from Bentley. I thought they looked good. I'd start for them and new boss Nick Tolios as well. Uh no red cards and no bookings in this one. The, well done, the, everyone. Uh, the only game that didn't have any red cards or any bookings. Uh, Both teams very well behaved.
0: Well, Bran, let's jump into that because that's all the game's done. We wanted to call out a couple of fun, ridiculous talking points from the weekend. And the ton of yellow cards is probably the first one to talk about. So across how many games did we have? Uh, Seven games. Seven games? Yep. How many cards were
1: there? There were 36 yellow cards and then seven red cards, including three red cards in the Hume-Altona game alone. And a red card for a player. And if you
0: take out that last game that we went through of uh, Eastern Lions versus Benley where there's not, that's 36 plus 7. Now I get that some yellow cards lead to a red.
1: Yeah. But well, so, in, in six games, So that's an average of five yellow cards a game. <laughs> and if we exclude the one that had zero, that's six yellow cards a game. That seems like a lot. Yeah. I mean, maybe it isn't, but that just sort of jumped out at me. Where, no, like, it that's, is a lot. That's it's a a l- lot. Because
0: I think you, as a club, you get fined if you get more than, Five? Don't you have five cards? Don't know. I know, a ga- or maybe it's if you get more than three. I don't, I can't remember. Anyway. But
1: yeah, 36 yellow cards, a lot of hefty challenges. A lot of them were definitely bookable offenses. Uh, seven red cards as well. Also crazy. Love right, it. There it, is. Um, Love it.
0: Another, another shit thing that happened on the weekend that I loved was the poll in the way of the St. Albans broadcast. So, so
1: good. So, like, if you've not
0: seen <laughs> it, I think, like, Chris Gleason tweeted it. And it was just like, They've set up the temporary broadcast stand. Yeah, on the far side, yeah. On the far side, in front of a pole. And it's like, yeah. you just fucking move
1: it. Like, yeah,
0: or put a pitch side or something so yeah. the pole's not in the way.
1: To be fair, the pole is in smack bad bang in the middle of the pitch. It sort of covers, it's sort of in the middle of one half. So yeah. it's sort of like, but it's still not great. Oh, it's so funny. But you're just there and you're like, oh, watching. thing Oh, there's a pole. Yeah, Excellent. Great. Love it.
0: Brilliant. Um, What else was there? Uh... A ton of red cars, a ton of yellow cars gone through that um, Bar uh, 1951 yes. at South Melbourne Yes Shocking Yes I reckon we ordered Yep I reckon we waited 15
1: minutes Yep Did miss a
0: goal Did miss a goal Made me sad Um, Then Well you ordered there's, What did you order? You I, ordered, I, ordered, like a, I ordered a Suba. And then there's a weird thing on the menu Called like oh, a Pluto, Pluto Pop. Pop Or something I'm yeah.
1: like what the fuck is a Pluto Pop? Yeah
0: So I had to get it yeah. Ordered it The guy put it through fine and then the girl lost our ticket or whatever. Yeah. And then was like, oh, what did you order? And I'm like, well, I could just say five Suvas here and get away with it. But I was like, Suva, chips and a Pluto pup. And she's like, what? And I'm like, your guess is as good as mine. It's like
1: it's on the menu. So you've got a hot dog in the end. But I I think hot dog was a separate menu item. So we still don't know what a Pluto pup is.
0: Uh, I just don't get it. So there are MPL clubs that don't have a dedicated like um, function partner as part of them and they're able to turn out food. Yet bar nineteen fifty one is like that's their fucking job. Yeah, and He's we like straight up to serve food and beverages to customers,
1: and we also saw Chris Gleeson with a scathing review of his suva that he got at Lakeside. The he broken was broken
0: flatbread, and just he like was like not impressed. Billed. It's fucking
1: garbage. And you're, you're you're a big foodie, big NPL foodie, and I would have thought that you the would sympathise. The
0: recipe should be right there. Old Greek club of you know quite good status,
1: and needless to say, South Melbourne was not. Near the top of your list last year on your fifteen dollar meal challenge food review. No, garbage. Put it in the bin. Last Um, talking point.
0: Yeah, date night at the MPL. Nice to see a lot of romantic couples, including us, Branson and I, at the
1: the, um, South Heidelberg game on Valentine's Day. Yeah, so that was we look great. See that love was in the air
0: as well as. Some goals and some football. Yep. Some greatness.
1: And the rain. Lakeside was great on Friday night, by the way. Loved that. Yeah. Beautiful. Bit of bit of drizzle, warm, beautiful sunset. Yeah,
0: that sort of like purple hue sunset. Yeah. The gradient sunset.
1: Um moving on. Big talking point. Big
0: talking point out of last week. Um Adamdale got some sanctions thrown at them. Yep. Um obviously Branson works for Avondale, so he can't comment on this. No. But you can pretty much give us an update as to yes. what it is. Yeah. So, so
1: The Football Victoria, they released a statement saying Avondale had been punished for breaching their license. Pretty much the the sanctions included a three-point deduction for this year. So they started off the season on minus three points. And after their loss to Oakley, they remain on minus three points. They also had 18 points deducted from the 2018 and 2019 season. So I think that sees them drop down from 2nd to 7th or 6th or something like that.
0: Which doesn't affect anything because they didn't win any silver. Well,
1: well, that's the big thing. Imagine if they had one last year, you know, they bottled it at the end and they bottled it the year before. So in a way, almost lucky for them there where they would have had to give that back. Uh, They were fined $25,000 and they will be forced to repay their prize money. For 2018 and 2019, which comes out at $30,000. And they've got a couple suspended penalties on that.
0: Yeah, so I... This all comes off the back of, I assume, the leaked player wages sheet that happened sort of in the finals series of last year. Or was it just... It was just before the finals series. Um, Look, for mine... I think if they're going to do, if they're going to penalise Avondale, I think there should be an order across all clubs in the NPL, because I'm I'm just going to assume that all clubs have probably not got their books 100% in order. Taking intent out of the picture, whether or not it was intentionally done or not intentionally done, I don't think that matters. But I think it's a bit harsh to to slap on a fine for one club and then just, they kind of put it in the statement of being like, we suggest all other clubs look at their books and it's like, well... it's kind of not good enough. Like, I feel like if you're going to penalise... If you're going to have rules in place, you should be monitoring them. Like, at the end of the year, everyone should be audited, essentially. Um, but I get resources are tight and everything. The only thing that I kind of find annoying about this, look, if they've broken the rules, they get fined. I'm super okay with that. And I'm sure that NPL Vic would take that money and reinvest it back into football in Victoria in some way. But I think the thing that... the people that I probably find a bit harder to swallow is like, I look at that as to what could that give? You know, like, so if 55 grand is the fine, is that right? Yeah, 55 grand is the fine. It might, you know, for Avondale, that's what essentially actually doing up their stadium. Because at the moment it's a couple of sheds. And, you know, so I would much rather, I'd much rather see that money put back into the club. But I, just so long as that money is being, that fine is being used well by Football Victoria, I'm Mm -hmm. okay with it. But if they're just kind of like, going around and because there was a leaked document you know that's a bit weird I don't know I I just want to make sure that money's being invested back in football which you know we can trust football victoria will but it would be good for them to actually like this is exactly what they were fined for so other clubs you're now on notice or they go and order all clubs and check them for that and then um saying where that money's going because that, for mine, is the only thing that I'd like to know is making sure that money's being spent. You know, probably on media passes for certain small podcasts, yeah,
1: small independent podcasts. That yeah, trying maybe to get we can. Maybe, maybe we should
0: Whoa. apply for a fifty-five thousand dollars grant. Yeah, great. For Football Victoria.
1: Great. Uh, good takes. Obviously, me working for Avondale. I'm not going to talk about it. Anything other than the facts, but I think. What you said is great. Uh The only other thing is, well, the point deduction. We've already touched on it, but really puts them behind the eight ball in the title race this year. Yeah.
0: Still think they'll be up the point again, so I don't think it'll be too much pain on the pitch, but well, it is frustrating.
1: Well, that's actually just reminded me of one last little fact. So I think it was last year, Amandale went on a stonking run to start the year, undefeated in their first 12 games. Mm. I think the, the other interesting stat was they did not trail... In any game for over a thousand minutes to start the year. And then this season, they trailed, yeah, trailed within five. So completely unrelated, but that just reminded me of that. You know, once Oakley scored, I'm like, oh, yeah, they didn't trail for a long time last year. That stat will not be repeated in 2020.
0: It will not. But what will be repeated is us coming back (laughs) in the second half because we're at the end of
1: part one, the first half. Half of the first half. 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 Yeah,
0: we're at the end of the first half. Ladies and gentlemen, take a break. Join us back very shortly for part two of Semi-Pro (music) Pod. Ladies and gentlemen, just a quick halftime announcement. We're putting this bit in the podcast so we can let you know that we are now a serious enterprise Semi-Pro Poddy. So we are putting a call out for any businesses that want to reach an excellent audience of NPL Victoria fans that this is the advertising spot that we'll now be putting in our podcast. So if you are keen to reach an active and avid audience of NPL listeners, feel free to reach out to us at show at semipropotty.com. Welcome back to the second half of the semi-pro potty game week two game week match day
1: match day match day two. Yeah, I did see use game week somewhere, and I'm unconvinced about that as a footballing terminology. Match day reminds me of the Champions League. Oh, what it is a league of champions? The NPL, it
0: is. It's oh, that's actually the league of one champion, really. what well, well,
1: two you could say premiers and the grand final oh, no, That two would be champions. A league of premiers, wouldn't it? Well. Well, okay, well, okay, so all champions are premiers, but not. Oh, sorry, all premiers oh, are champions. champions but not all champions Branson are premiers. With
0: Profound statements oh. on the podcast. All premiers are champions. It's great. Love it. Yep. I think it's.
1: I think it's because I'm wearing a hat.
0: Okay, what do we like this week, mate?
1: Uh, lots of things. First thing. Well, you start off actually because you've got a whole bunch in there, <laughs> and I'm gonna It's going to give me time to whip up something special.
0: Oh, okay, great. Look, I really, really liked the Matildas' late, late, late equaliser. Not winner. Good. Late equaliser, um, Ben Egmond spanked it into the back of the net. Great shot. Just the celebration as well. There was a great photo that got surfaced of the gals running around celebrating. And it's I just think if ever you want to, um, if ever you want to put a picture, like the, I think the picture for our generation was the um, Socceroos Uruguay John Aloisi. Yeah, like notice that everyone running towards there in that that great kit. Yep but after the penalty shootout. But I think that image that was taken was actually quite iconic as well. You know, everyone kind of like celebrating,
1: great shot. Uh, Touching on that, one thing that I really liked was the attendance and the crowd. You know, there's been great attendances at Matilda's Games here on home soil, which is obviously excellent. That's what we want to see. And just hearing like, you know, the roar, when that goal went in, I love that. I Good love, goal sounds. I yeah. love a good goal sound, and this definitely had one.
0: Fucking good goal sound from the weekend as well. Going to be honest with you, Muhammad Toure scoring for Adelaide United. Yeah. Comes on last week for his debut, 15 yep. years old. Crazy. We all know the story. Comes on this week, genuinely changes the game. Yep. Like scores. really well. Scores two minutes after the other goal. So, like, the crowd was warmed up, yep. and the goal sound for that was... Wrong.
1: Yep. Loved it. Uh, another thing that I want to touch on for that as well is that goal got shared on mainstream Italian media. I think I saw it on Twitter. There was Italian commentary of it and they, I, I don't know the, the news outlet, but an Italian media organization or soccer, whatever shared it and posted, you know, getting on the storyline of a 15 year old scoring. So that's great news for football in Australia, hopefully for the A league and, Excellent stuff. Yeah, Brian, what, what have we got? Well, so one thing that I saw on Reddit was a Andy Harper soundboard. So someone has Love got... a good soundboard. Oh, and Andy Harper's great. Just his, uh, what would you call it? His commentary... I think it's his turn of phrase. Yeah. It's dro- his well, turn of phrase. Well, like, well, I was like, gonna, like a
0: salmon, a spawning salmon.
1: Yeah, so I was trying to think of a, uh, what would you call it? Drops of commentary... Wisdom. It's a terrible. I was trying to think of something artistic. I'm just gonna leave
0: you here because you're currently drowning at ocean and it's yeah. kind of entertaining to watch.
1: Yeah, it's not good. Uh anyway, the soundboard. So someone has posted it on Reddit. I have the soundboard here on my phone. The biggest
0: soundboard is that none of the files are named, so I oh, absolutely don't know what we're gonna
1: have. And and there's not just a couple, there's 90 of them. So right. it's well worth listening to. I've listened to I won't say all of them, just a bunch. So We're going to randomly sample a couple. I've gone for number 56. Here it is. Terrible. Don't even know what that was. Terrible. Moving on, number 43. DJ
0: Brox. DJ Brox.
1: Yeah. One last one, number 33. That's pretty good. Um, I'm that not, is so good. I'm not sure how well the audio of me playing the soundboard it on my...
0: it's in final on the
1: levels. ...on on my phone next to the microphone. will translate, but for those listening, check it out. It is on Reddit. Good fun. Also, have a, look,
0: have a look on JFC's YouTube account because there was actually an Andy Harper video game. It was Ooh. like a side-scrolling Super Mario World kind yeah. of thing.
1: I think um, I got the Clive Palmer version. Oh, <laughs> yeah Anyway, so
0: great fun. So I think the game's... I had a look last night, and the game's down. But there is a video of the game, and oh my god! I reckon at, at uni I pissed away a lot of hours of my life on that one.
1: Great, uh, you got two more things that you like.
0: Um, Man City getting banned for two years. Probably. You like that? Yeah, I love
1: that. I I like the idea that teams will be punished. And as a oh, you wouldn't know this, feeling you capitalist pig, but as a <laughs> as as a fan. As a fan of a team that has, relatively speaking, I know we're owned by literally a billionaire. Yeah, who, um, who, who also places more importance on wrestling than football. No, that's his son, Tony Khan. You're owned by Tony Khan. No, we're owned by his father, Sadik. I don't think you are. Yes, Tony Khan has no money. He's got dad's money. Uh, Sadik I Khan owns. Was what, Sadik Khan owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's the dude who tried to buy Wembley. He's like, yeah, I'll buy it for like six hundred million billion pounds. <laughs> Same. Anyway. Um, I like the idea of big clubs with huge financial resources being sort of limited, trying to like even the the playing field a little bit. So I like the concept, but I, I like, like Man- I, think, I like Man City. So the yeah. fact that they got banned for me, it's like ah oh, bummer. I think the rules. I think the rules themselves are shit.
0: Like if you look at the financial fair play rules, they're not actually like
1: that well, good. So I think what do they get done by? So like they're owned by an Abu Dhabi group mm-hmm. who also own Eddie Hadd apparently, or again, I'm sort of... I think I, and it and was so
0: payments that were coming from From Eddie expenses. Had Airways Yeah, yes, yes. so
1: payments from Eddie Had that were going to the club and it's like, well, you're actually paying yourself, I think is more or less. Yeah. But anyway, uh, good that you like that. What else did you like?
0: Um, oh, God. Cleaning your car. Yeah. Thursday night, just so you guys know, I'm not, I'm not a weirdo, <laughs> in my... I don't have a car and also my job is very intangible. So I never get to like, I'm very jealous of like bakers and carpenters because they can like take ingredients or something, apply a process to it and have a physical thing that they can hold and be like, hi, look at what I achieved with my hard work. I just don't have that. So one of my absolute favourite things to do is wash a car because in 20 minutes you can have a dirty car and it can be turned to a clean car and you've just got a tangible... Thing there no, and Branson, so you did that to my car. Yeah. Branson, yeah, This is on the Thursday night before the Oakley game. Yep. Pre Valentine's Day, I was like, "What? What can I treat Branson with for Valentine's Day present? A, a clean bloody car. clean car." And fuck me, was it fun?
1: Yep. Uh, quick car update because I know we did oh, a little shit. bit did a little bit of that last week with my working door handles and mismatched side view mirror. Incident occurred on Saturday. I was my car was damaged while parked on the street. There was a crash next to it. For all those who who care. Uh, You don't have a wing mirror now. uh, I do have a ring wing mirror, but my rear tail light has been smashed and and I have a big dent on one of the panels. I know. It was a killer. It was a killer.
0: Sick of this shit. This world is out to get me.
1: Uh one thing that I liked was being stopped by fans at the South Melbourne game who recognized us as the semi-pro potty people. I loved it just because it's happened to you a couple of times and it's never happened to me. Uh, so that was fun for Brain. Uh, please do shout out to us because, you know, we do need the all the support we can get. Uh, things we did not like. I'll get this one started. I'm just going to sort of vent about this. Fulham, sitting third, right? Equal on points with Leeds United last weekend. Had a chance, if they won, to go second. You know, claim an automatic promotion spot. But it's still so far away. It is, it is. But, you know, you I'd rather be second than third. Uh playing bottom place Barnsley at home, lost 3-0. And you're like, what the shit, Fulham? Like, bloody hell. And we played Barnsley earlier in the year, lost to them as well. Mm. So we've been beaten twice by the bottom place team. So I was tuning into that game, listening to it, and I was sitting there just going, well, this is pretty shitty, Fulham. You annoying people. God. Wow, I like how you. Try to your no, You're semi- so no, my semi- Mitrovic really neck tattoo has been slightly slightly delayed. Put on hold. What didn't you? What didn't you like? Yes,
0: I didn't like the fact that the Melbourne City women's team had an absolutely belter of a performance on 4-0 win. Yeah, yep, in the derby, great. That is so good, and couldn't see it anywhere in the newspaper. Instead, they the soccer story that I think they probably went with was the. Western United losing to Raw and I'm like A you know I think we're all in the same boat if no one really cares about Western United sans
1: um, Diamante because he's the only good thing going on there at the moment I did see he rocked out he was on the bench and walked out to the bench with a coffee love it oh what a jet Um, yeah
0: so there like that's that's my problem I think you know if we're going to preach about going for the Women's World Cup we need to be far better at supporting the game
1: Yep. Moving on. Uh, One last thing that I did not like. uh, You, William, failing to use... (laughs) Proper grammar on Instagram. <laughs> what did you do? You tweeted, uh, sorry, posted the results from the weekend, and he said, Oh, yeah, here's this weekend's results uh, with no apostrophe in weekends. And I read that. I'm like, That hurts my soul. So
0: this is my favorite thing wow. to do now because no, you this can't is edit not no. I'm just going to exactly. delete it. I'm going to delete it. you yeah. am going to delete it. Then you've got to repost it. I will. That's annoying.
1: Yeah, because people are going to look at that and go,
0: also I did a great one on Twitter the other day which I'm really happy with, was mm. spell concede. Oh, did I say conceded I, or concede? I think I, I did
1: concede
0: and I added two E's to it to make yeah. it
1: wrong. Great. Fucking great. That, that irks me. Fun. So when people say that, they're going, oh, bread. <laughs> Can't write." So happy with it's it. It's absolutely so William fun. and he's probably doing it intentionally. Yes. Which I think makes it worse. Moving on.
0: Next segment. Now, obviously, we pick on Branson about knowing nothing about films, yep. but I thought we could shake it up a bit yep. because it's not just films that Branson knows absolutely nothing about. Yep. You've got a better grasp on music, but it's still not yep. great. Nah. If we remember the great incident last year of the inner northern suburbs, vegan Branson not knowing who Tash Sultana was. Yep. That was great fun. Um, <laughs> so what we've done is... In Branson's nice clean car that now has a broken taillight, there, a, a yeah, there is a CD player. Ooh, that does work. Does work. Yep. Can confirm. So what we're doing is when we go to NPL games, I'm picking a CD out of my CD collection. Yep. And um, bringing Branson's attention to potentially some new some new music. So yep. what we're going to do is I'm going to play you a little bit of a snippet from the album. The album was Gunfighter Ballads and Trail Songs by Marty Robbins. And this is what pretty much most of the album sounds like. T- so that was Marty Robbins um, Massive hit in I don't even know what year Let's go the <laughs> 1800s <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs>
0: Called Big Iron What did you think mate? What's your album review of Marty Robbins Gunfighter Ballad and Trail Songs?
1: Look, didn't hate it I don't know if I would necessarily listen to it, you know, before a big game to get me pumped up, uh, I did think this was a very William album. You know, <laughs> like it sort of summed you up. Well, I didn't mind it. Catchy old school country would have been really ballads. good if we both had cowboy hats on. Would have been good. Uh, I didn't mind it. You know, it. Would, well, I mean, it was very much what I was expecting. But would no, you have,
0: would you chuck a rating on it? And what's our rating system?
1: Uh, I would. W- it... Would
0: you give it? Would you give it a? Would you give it a... Oh, no. I'd give
1: it three and a half cowboy hats out of five. Ooh, three and a half. Nice. I mean, it very much sort of was what I expected, but it was catchy and you could sort of... was not painful to listen to. Ladies and gentlemen, it is painful to listen to us. But we've got more.
0: Yep. Because so we've got another segment.
1: Yep. Keep rolling. Let's go.
0: So we're going to start off a new segment because we feel like football has been, you know, too patriarchal over too long of a time. Um, obviously, you know, we speak of zero uh, experience of this because we are both very much part of the patriarchy and part of the problem. But we want to bring some matriarchy to the table. So what we're doing is we've got this segment called Looking for npl brandy And I really like that name because what this is, is this is time to objectify the boys who play NPL football. Um, So what we'll be doing is we'll be picking two NPL players a week for my mate Lisa, who is recently single and looking for love in the lower leagues. To find out who she fancies. I have spent way too long doing this. I have put 75
1: yeah, names. Was, you send me the link to this. And there's, I'm looking through, I'm like, this is a lot of players. I'm like, what? And you just sort of threw this in. You're like, oh, I've got a great idea for a segment. I'm like, yep, cool, no worries. I'll let you run with it. And you send me this. So like, oh, all right, okay. it is. It
0: is on, we'll, we'll post a link to it on Twitter. Right. It is www.challenge.com forward slash NPL Yeah. Um, So, what we'll be doing is we will get Lisa to essentially pick... If we've got players' photos, then that'll be great. If not, she's going to have to pick the name that she prefers. And we'll slowly whittle it down throughout the season in a kind of NPL bachelorette kind of vibe. Great. Um, But we're not going to do that this week because this week we're going to get to know who Lisa is. Right. So, tell us about Lisa. And you've met Lisa as well. I have. So, Lisa, smart as a tack. Very clever cookie. Very switched on. Loves after pay. Big fan of Afterpay. Great. Uh, she has excellent taste in music. Yep. Does probably would give Marty Robbins' Gunfighter Ballad and Trail Songs probably around about three, three and a half out of five. I'd yep. say. Yep. Um, street style can be described as boss foxes or preppy hounds tooth.
1: Which, no idea what that means.
0: Yeah. Great. It's probably because you don't watch Next in Fashion. No, I don't. Yeah. What's think what <laughs> Next in Fashion. No. Is? Continue. Let's go. Okay. Uh, so Lisa's <laughs> brunette. Average height, but with an above-average personality. Ooh. Um, And the type of guy she goes for will be revealing one attribute each week. But we've
1: got interesting in there. Great. You know? So how are you going to whittle this down from 75 players (laughs) to one? Also remembering (laughs) that we are objectifying a whole bunch of random players who we don't know a ton about. So a lot of them could have... Wives and, and partners, partners exactly. and girlfriends so, and all that sort of stuff. So
0: Lisa doesn't know this. We won't be contacting them until the end of the season.
1: Oh, the the one player, the oh. one player. <laughs> so when
0: we whittle it down
1: at the end of the season, we Jeez. will be revealing who Lisa
0: fancies the most in the MPL
1: Victoria. So can listeners vote on this? Is that no? How it's no,
0: 100 on Lisa. But I mean, we can actually take a vote. So Let's hang wait. on, who who
1: refines the list? Lisa.
0: I go to Lisa with the list and have a chat with her oh. and be like, who do you fancy? Uh, Great, so you're going to give us weekly updates? Yep, yep. weekly awesome. updates. Sorry, that was me kicking a chair. Yep, Put weekly the up. updates. Um, and then we'll get to the end. When we get to the end, we will reveal whether or not they are single and keen.
1: Single, <laughs> or, not keen. Or or married, happy. Or th- married, and this entire process has just been a massive waste of time. I cannot wait for that. It <laughs> is to go for 25 weeks, get to the big reveal. Oh, it's someone who's happily married with three kids. Anyway. Who, you've met Lisa, who do you think... Absolutely no idea. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No idea. Is it? is it
0: Valentini or Zini for Avondale, Who's like the model?
1: Uh, Brandon Lundy. Brandon Lundy done done some modelling, I okay. believe. But uh,
0: Zini or Valentini?
1: No, nah, Lundy was doing modelling. There was also someone oh, I can't remember who it was from Altona, who was a dead set part time model. Mm, anyway, creepy. we are getting bogged down. Branson hates this segment already. All right, (laughs) let's go to a segment
0: that you love, Blunder of the Week. Yes. So, Also known
1: as... We could have done that. So this is a new segment where we highlight the Blunder of the Week. Uh, The sort of, I don't know, the criteria for this is it's something that, you know, we're sitting there, we're watching it and we go, we could have done that. So it's a bad piece of footballing skill that we, as some very... Poor footballers would have been able to do, or could have done similar, or if you sort of get what I mean. So this week, well, so it doesn't have to be from the MPL Victoria, but this week it is. So the one that I picked out this week was Dandy City goalkeeper, Stephen King's goal kick in the Dandy Derby. Game was nil-nil, takes a goal kick and passes it straight to Dandy Thunder's Brandon Barnes, who cuts the ball off inside the box. Uh, pretty poor pass. Barnes' shot. Actually hit the post, but Thunder ended up scoring from the ensuing passage after the rebound. <laughs> so so, so it's like nil, terrible goal kick, gives up a goal, and I was sitting there watching and going, Yep, I we we could have done that. We could have i um, on gonna assume we
0: could have done the mistake. Or yes. we could have yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, like that,
1: like yeah. we would have made a we very Easily could have made a similar mistake or poor Very piece of skill. That. I'm going to go play lunchtime soccer later on today and I will probably do that. Make yeah, it, great. Make a terrible pass. So, um, blunder of the week. We will be sharing it on Twitter as well during the week.
0: Outstanding. Um, now,
1: we have another channeling segment. into
0: bits where we could not have done things.
1: Well, yes. See, that's the flip side. So, we could not have done that. Highlighting a great piece of footballing skill that we... As some very poor footballers definitely could not have pulled off. Yeah. So I the opposite it, it writes itself this week. Yep. Uh, we've already mentioned it, but Emily Van Egmond's blast of a strike for the Matildas against China. Uh, what a hit! I definitely could not have done that. I would have sliced it or. It's also like at that point of the game, you're a bit tired or a bit
0: sore. like you're not at a hundred percent. No, you know, and I couldn't do that at a hundred percent, let alone after ninety
1: four minutes. Yep. Um. This is the fun segment, but something that I saw at halftime. A rumour going around on Twitter, tweeted out by A-League Hub. Apparently, the Daily Telegraph are reporting that South Melbourne have been accused of withholding almost $12,000 in wages by multiple players. Because this-
0: they're also in hot water for... Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor, yeah. Yes.
1: So uh, it was a ruling last week by FIFA that it must pay tens of thousands of dollars to Chris Taylor, the former coach. He was there for four years. But that's something that seems to be... Breaking, so I'm sure we'll get more information on that during the week. But it looks like South Melbourne yeah, might we'll be talk- in a little bit of hot water as well. Yeah,
0: we'll probably talk more about it when it's confirmed on Wikipedia, because we all know it's a more
1: valuable source of truth. Yeah, it isn't. It. it so isn't. But anyway, I just thought that <laughs> us being a semi-professional NPL podcast, that would be worth touching on early while we have at least some insider information.
0: Um, I'm going to do our exciting announcement at the end. Okay. Because I think we'll just rattle through the games that we've got coming up this week. Um, Match day two. Match day two. Game week two, if you're a heathen. (laughs) Yep. Um, Will, tell me about them. Chocked up Friday night. We have got five games on Friday night. We have got Knights hosting Dandy Thunder, um, which will be a cracker. Port Melbourne hosting Bentley Greens. Green Gully will be hosting Hume City. Dandenong City versus St. Albans Saints. Nice bit of a Croatian derby there. Oakley Cannons will host Heidelberg United. That will be a cracker. And that's your Friday night games. So, Ruddy Hill will take a pick of those. They will kind of kick off around 7.30, 8-ish. Or 8.30, I actually think the Oakley game kicks off. Um, So, yes, that's the Friday night full. Just the sole game on Saturday. Altona Magic will host Avondale FC. Good opportunity for... Avondale to get on zero points there. (laughs) Yeah, great. Um, And South Melbourne will host Eastern Lions on Sunday, which I'm intrigued that South Melbourne have got two home games in at the start of the season, because normally they can't host games because of the F1s. Yeah. So two two games at South Melbourne. Who knows? Hopefully, bar 1951 becomes a little bit less
1: shit. Yep. Uh, One thing I want to say about the fixturing, I know I think that NPL clubs get to pick when they play their home games. But having five games on the Friday night, I reckon, is a bad idea. Because it just means you can't get to them. Like, you know, we like to go to, you know, a, a variety of different games ac- across the weekend. And even getting to watch them, you know, there's five games on the same time. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I like it. So obviously the five U- out U- of seven? So, the <sighs> UK model of obviously having the early, the middle mm. kickoffs and the late kickoffs and batching five. Like... I like that concept because what I like about it is, is that you can actually enjoy the league as a whole more. Yes, you only go to one game, but you're all looking on Twitter and Instagram as to what the scores are and other grounds. And I don't know, there's, it's a different match day experience. Um, there are bits of me that kind of get a little bit tired of watching soccer sometimes. And it's yeah. a bit stupid for me to say that, you know, having a show about it. Yep. But um, I kind of like the idea that there's just one... Three hour block of a weekend that I can essentially participate oh. in five or six games. And,
1: yeah, you know. I, I think that works for the Premier League. I think for the NPL in Victoria, which should be based on, you know, attendance, like getting people mm. to go to games because that's the best experience. And also just being able to watch them even if you're live streaming. Yeah.
0: But there's a lot of me, like, I actually think the A League could benefit from this a lot. Where what if Saturday nights were for the A, Saturday, like early Saturday night was for the A League? So all games kicked off at five. Now, you can kick off the Wellington game at five and it's, you know, three and mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then on the East Coast, your games kick off at five. And then on the West Coast, your games kick off at five. And that's actually because there's like two hour time differences between yep. New Zealand Coast, back, and back. West. Back to back to back. Yeah, yep. it goes back to back to back. Yep. So I actually really like that because for mine, I think that's a nicer way to do it. But I get it. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Yep. Um, my match of the round Oakley versus Heidelberg. Uh, you said week one was a potential deci- uh, title decider. Uh, week two. Mm. Also, again, another another big game. We'll see a test of Oakley's legitimacy and also how Heidelberg go. We have renewed hope for Heidelberg now that we know that they have Zara and Sean Ellis. They did not depart as we initially thought. Mm. So, very tasty matchup. We'll see how it goes. Your match of the round?
0: Um, going to be hard to go past that. One of the Friday night games, the Dandy City versus St Albans Saints. Knew you'd love a Dandy Derby. On a Friday night as well. It's not a Dandy dandy Derby. Oh, what have I done? It's not a Dandy Derby. It's a
1: Croatian Derby. Yep. Just as big.
0: It's okay. I mean, I was talking and you interrupted incorrectly, so that's fine. Sorry. Let's get back on track. Yeah, what were you saying? Yeah, Will Um, loves
1: a Croatian Derby. Look, St Albans
0: played really well. First round. You betcha. Uh, Dandy City. Came for a win. Played well. Mm -hmm. Lost out at the end there, so they'll be looking to get some points on the board pretty quick um i think that will be a stonker and i'd love to say i'm gonna be able to go out to it but branson are you gonna to go to it
1: i am busy on friday night which again is why i don't like the fixturing because i'm busy on one night of the week and i miss five games i'm very selfish
0: uh okay well i'm probably not gonna go out standing on my your car actually <laughs>
1: <laughs> my broken um, car yeah good
0: no okay so exciting announcement obviously we've been trying to you know build up our sort of legitimacy we've got a a kit bag sponsor we've got a bit of a sort of window in the middle of the podcast for some sponsorship material we're also excited to announce that next week we will have our first special guest of the season of the season we've never really done one with three people have we no not live oh we've never had a threesome branson great accurate yeah um Sorry for this. This is terrible. Chris Gleason will be joining us and bringing some much-needed intelligence to this podcast. So next week, we will be joined by Chris Gleason, who will help us run through the games, run through some of our terrible segments, and, you know, essentially probably bring a voice of reason to this.
1: I love it. He's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the NPL, and he's been doing some great stuff. To start the year with, you know, posting videos and sharing videos and goals and highlights, and he knows a lot about the league, uh, probably way, way more than we do. Great. So it'll be great to have him on the show. Great guy as well. It means it'll finally break up the dynamic of me picking on you. Yeah, can't wait for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we would like to again do a little shout out for Vintage Soccer Shirts AU, who are coming on board as our inaugural partners. So, make sure to check them out on Instagram at Vintage Soccer Shirts AU or www.vintagesoccershirtsau.com.
0: And check us out. We are www.semipropotty.com. Email us, show at semipropotty.com. Hit us up on Twitter at semipropotty. Instagram at semipropotty. All spelling mistakes are Branson and unintentional, unless it's me, at which point it's intentional and a whole lot of fun just to annoy Branson
1: irks me you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna make me breathe deeply in a moment but anyway <laughs> anyway we'll bumper episode love it looking forward to round two glad to have the MPL back what a freaking awesome first week dead set. It. It's, it is dead set the best league in Australia right now and I love it
0: happy with that I would even say best league in Southeast Asia ladies and Woo! gentlemen that is the end of Match Day two's episode of The 7 Pro Potty thanks very much for joining us